I'm Jack Kennedy, and we're here to bring you the latest in MMA. My name is Hunter Boss, and what the boss says goes. What is up, everyone? My name is Keaton McNamara, and you already know what time it is. And welcome to the MMA Island Podcast. I am Jack Kennedy alongside Keelan McNamara and Hunter Boss. And today we have joining us a very special guest, Jack Shore, fighting this Saturday. Jack, thank you so much for joining us today. No problem, lads. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Well, first off, just how is fight week going? How, how, how is it over there? Yeah, it's, it's pretty chill. I mean, we um, my last two fights have been in Vegas, so we've been getting to, to the to America like two weeks before to acclimatize and stuff. Obviously, London is just a two, three hour drive up the road for me. So we didn't get here till today. Um, got here this afternoon, checked in, trained at the gym, sorry, this morning, got a final session in. And I've just been been on the runaround really between poster signing and checking in with the staff and then, and then um, interviews and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been fairly relaxed. Just managed to get a night session in. And uh, now the night is mine to sit there and watch uh, food videos. <laughs> that's amazing well i wanted to ask you first off do you feel any extra pressure fighting as an undefeated fighter in the ufc no i don't i gotta be honest um and, I'm, and i've never really felt that being undefeated you know even at amateur i was i was 12 and i was an amateur and i never felt that then i was just always that guy and i still am that i try to just focus on on one fight at a time you know don't, don't get too far ahead of myself i'm not trying to plan my path you know, but before fights are done, you know, I've got, I've got a tough ta- task in front of me. And when you're in the UFC, every fight's a tough fight. So you, you, you can't really look past a guy in front of you. Obviously, there's stuff I want to go on to do this year and, you know, potential people who I, I'm eyeing as potential opponents. But of course, I, I've got to get through this guy first. And um, I, I don't ever let, you know, I don't let the, the, the thought of being undefeated or, or picking up my loss add any, any necessary pressure. You know, it's just a good little, um, it's a good little chip to have on your shoulder in terms of it builds good hype and, you know, it, it, it looks great on paper, but I don't let it get to me or, or think about it too much, if I'm honest. Uh, Jack, I got a quick question for you here. What is, are your ultimate goals for the UFC here? Are you here to just to make some money and then get out, or are you here for something more? No, mate. I'm Look, I, I grew up as um, – I grew up in martial arts, not so much MMA, you know, traditional martial arts, like j- traditional jiu-jitsu, judo, and everything. And, for me, fighting and competing just go hand in hand as a way of testing yourself and seeing how good you are. Look, the the money we make on the on you know is just a great side product. You know, I I get to do this as a living now, which is ultimately I'm I'm living the, the childhood dream. But of course, I'm, ne- I'm never here to make numbers up. I want to be champion and, and I want to prove to everyone that uh, you know in, in Wales we may be a small little town, but uh, you know we, we can compete with the best in the world. And I want to put my little town and my little country on the map and, and show to everyone that. You know, I'm capable of beating these top level guys. You know, I, I don't need to be from America or Russia or Brazil to to be recognized as one of the best in the world. Hey, Jack, great to have you with us. Thanks so much for taking the time. I'm from the north of Ireland, so I, I understand what you mean when you talk about size and stuff. Jack, obviously, you've created an absolute storm in the UFC already. You're very much one of the most talked about fighters from our part of the world. Do you have any dream matchups that you'd love to be involved in? Uh, in the 135 pound division is there anybody who you'd really love to have a go at 
Yeah, I've spoken about this a couple of times. I mean, I'd love to fight TJ Dillashaw. I remember um, growing up as like a maybe like a 19, 20 year old amateur, and at the time, you know, TJ was on absolute tear. He, he, he destroyed Burrell at the time, locked in touchable, untouchable. Sorry, you know, then then he's beating guys like Cody, and he's I know he got popped and whatever, but he's come back now and, and put himself straight in the title contention. So he's the main guy, you know, who. I grew up watching, but at the same time, he's still at the top of the tree. He's still in our title contention. And it'll be great to hopefully within a couple of fights, put myself in a position where that fight doesn't seem too far away. And, you know, I just love how he mixes everything in. He's explosive on the feet, but he's, he'll wrestle and grapple as well. And that's something that excites me, you know, a fighter who, uh, who, who, who can push you everywhere. I know you can push everywhere. So, yeah, me and, me and TJ is one I'd like to get in the future. I know I'm a little bit away from... Um, from the top three at the minute, but uh, who knows who will be in a year, 18 months time. Absolutely. Well, I know we would all love to see that fight and we're so excited for your career. So uh, let's go ahead and move on to the best of the best. And today we're talking top three UK fighters all time in MMA. Jack Shore, what's your top three? Um, in no particular order, obviously Michael Bispin, first ever British champion, probably the most well-known and popular British fighter of all time. Um, number two, Dan Hardy. Again, that, that may don't quote me, but he may have been the first guy to fight for a title, I think, when he fought GSP. And um, I just love Dan because of his... He reminds me of myself. You know, he's got a bit more... Um, he's a bit more sort of uh, out there, but he's he's very much a martial artist, constantly getting better. Even now, you see him on, on Instagram, hitting bags and, and drilling techniques. And um, number three, to just get one of the new breed in is obviously um, Leon Edwards, I would say. Probably the front runner for us at the minute in the UK. Obviously, looks like he's going to get the the title shot against Usman. You know, did it the hard way, ten fight win streak, and and you want you want to talk about like martial artists and just being so good. He's just so smooth everywhere. His wrestling, his his grappling, and his striking. He just doesn't look like he hasn't looked like he can be beat anywhere the last couple of fights. So yeah, Bisping, Hardy, and um, and Leon Edwards for me. I like him. I like him. I, I have some slight verifications to that one. At number three, I would have to go another long unbeaten streak. Arnold Allen, the second longest unbeaten streak at Featherweight currently. Arnold Allen, he's fighting the card this weekend. I've always liked watching Arnold Allen. He doesn't get enough credit. My man, awesome fighter. Uh, uh, yeah, number- without a doubt, Arnold. Yeah. Like he's a beast. It's just he just uh, he's just been unlucky and stuff of injuries, Arnold. I think like if he hadn't had the injuries, I'd he'd, he'd be probably looking at a title shot if not a champion by now um but yeah he's 100 percent up there with leon it's just a case of you know if he can stay injury free this year is obviously going to be as your couple of wins and he's right in the mix here with the top dogs let's hope so right let's hope so um my number two i'd have to pick darren till because who doesn't like darren till on the <laughs> mic you know i like to watch him in the cage but i like to even watch him even more on the mic you know he's a funny guy he's been hanging out with the cosmo chamaya they're like best buddies smash bros they call themselves it's very funny Love the love the duo currently. And number one, how could I not say Michael Bisping? Come on, the first ever UK champion. This man is fantastic on the mic. He's fantastic in the octagon. Michael Bisping's got my number one vote. Dude, Hunter, I love that so much. And I have to give a shout out to Darren Till here for a very particular reason. 
UFC BT Sport in our side of the world earlier tweeted what everybody's favorite UFC moment was involving a British fighter. And Darren Till tweeted, Darren Till getting knocked out cold. So, you know what? Shout out Darren Till. I love him. He's one of the funniest people I've probably ever seen in the octagon. He's from Liverpool. I don't understand what he's saying, but I do love him. So, <laughs> I, you know, if, if you're from this part of the world, you'll understand why. Even if not, you probably still do. But onto my list. And it's actually so funny because I have the same people that Jack does. My number three would be Dan Hardy. I think Dan was an amazing martial artist when he fought, obviously fought GSP for the title, thought he was quite underrated throughout his career, but an incredibly skillful fighter, always had a massive bag of tricks that he brought every time that he fought in the octagon. My number two is Leon Edwards. Leon, I'm a big, big fan of. I think, again, like Dan Hardy, criminally underrated every time we talk about the welterweight division for some reason leon edwards very undeservedly slips under the radar you know got an incredible record his performances have been exemplary his kickboxing is some of the best that i've ever seen he's so crisp he's so quick and he's so smooth with everybody he fights i mean nate diaz only landed one real meaningful punch in five rounds against him for those 24 and a half minutes, Leon Edwards made him look like an amateur for being truthful. And of course, the number one is Michael Bisping. It really couldn't be anybody else. You know, his story is nothing short of phenomenal. I actually think his documentaries out now, if I'm not wrong. And, you know, even hearing that story and all that kind of stuff, you know, the fact that not only that he won a world title, but to win it with one eye against Luke Rockhold, on like two weeks notice or whatever it was. It's just, you couldn't write a better story than that. In fact, if you brought Michael Bisping's story to a Hollywood executive, they'd throw it out because they'd say it's too unrealistic. And yet it happened. So no doubt, clear number one for me, hopefully for a long time, but maybe not. My number one for sure is Michael Bisping. Yeah, I agree. I think it has to be right. Like, so number one for me, Bisping, you guys talked about the Luke Rockhold moment, one of the best ever. Whenever he landed the left hook, Larry on on, uh, Luke Rockhold put him out. No one saw that coming. It happened, and I loved it. One of the best upsets and moments in UFC history, for sure. Um, Second, I agree with you guys as well. I have Leon Edwards. Um, I think he is such a, a good fighter already, and he's got so much potential. I mean, we even look at his comeback fight against Bilal Muhammad. And yeah, the fight ended in very unfortunate circumstances, but throughout that entire fight, Leon was just piecing him up. And we see how good Bilal Muhammad is in his fight against Wonderboy and other fights too. He is at that level, and I think we all agree he deserves that title shot against Usman coming up. And I'm very much looking forward to that because his striking is at that elite level. Um, The last guy I want to touch on, and, and this is just a different one to throw out there, is Brad Pickett. A guy who fought at Bantamweight for a long time in the UFC uh, and, and I think just really didn't get uh, as much credit as he deserves. One of those very underrated guys. Brad was always out there fighting, always, always throwing down. And he won a lot of fights. People like because he never really climbed the rankings very high, but he was there and fighting for a long time. A very true UFC veteran. And I think Brad Pickett deserves a lot of credit for sure. Yeah. Well, guys, let's move on to the pick of the night. And we're talking this Saturday. Jack, what is your prediction for your own fight against Timur Valiev and the main event prediction between Alexander Volkov and Tom Aspinall? What do you think? Yeah, I'm predicting the finish. I mean, the last fight, um, it almost looked as if I cruised, but obviously after everyone sort of found out that I 
was in there with one arm, um, you know, in terms of injuries. But so this fight, I'm not, I'm not going to come and push the pace. I know Timu is going to bring it from the start. It's in his DNA. That's how he fights. And uh, I'm not going to meet him head on and, and put him away. You know, where I catch him early or where I got to break him down a little bit because he's a tough guy. You know, he's durable and he's very good. So he may, he may, he may take a bit of beat, um, breaking down. Sorry, not beating down. He may take a bit of beating down as well. And uh, but yeah, I'm not going to put him away. Where it's on the feet on the ground. Uh, but I'm not going to put him away. And I think in the main event, I think Big Tom does it as well. I think uh, I, I'm really eye on Tom. He's, he's really, really good in every area. Also factoring, you know, I know Volkov's a giant, but Tom's a big, big guy as well. He's, at that, he's the perfect sort of stamp, in my opinion, to, to fight for the heavyweight title with the top guys, you know, 6'6", 240-ish pound or something like that. So I think he gets it done. I just think he's very good everywhere. And I think this fight will sort of, open up more, even more eyes to show how good he is, you know, because Volkar's been in with the best in the world, um, top or number six. I think he's, he's even been ranked top five at some point. So if Tom takes him out, and I think he will put him away, then, uh, then I just, you know, that just means we could, have a, we could have another British champion on our hands as well as Leon. We could have two in one go. So, yeah, I'm, I'm behind Tom and uh, I'm hoping he does it. Yeah, no. Jack, were you looking at my notes? Because I got the same theory, thing written <laughs> down here. I I got Jack Shore all the way here. I've watched you in every single one of your UFC fights. I've watched you in Cage Warriors. I know you are an unstoppable force, and Imor is no immovable object. You're going to steamroll this guy, Jack, if I have anything <laughs> to say about it. Uh, when it comes to the main event, though, I also have Tom Aspinall. I mean, this man's crazy. He's on a like a four or five fight uh, finish streak currently. I mean, this guy is a top-ranked boxer and has great Brazilian jiu-jitsu when it comes to on the ground game. This man could beat Volkov anywhere, I think. Volkov is very inconsistent. Sure, he's a really big guy, but he's not. he usually towers over his opponents. Tom Aspinall is also a huge guy himself. I think he's only two inches shorter than Alexander Volkov, and Volkov is one of the tallest guys in the division currently. So I have to go Tom Aspinall here. I'd go round two knockout. Why is that, guys? Because what the boss says goes. That's never going to get irritating, Hunter. Have no listen to that <laughs> shit every single week. Um no, let's let's break this down bit by bit. Obviously, I think Jack is going to win his fight as well. I have no doubts about that at all. I just think Jack, you're going to be too quick for him, too strong, and I can I can actually see you catching him in the second round if I'm honest, because I've been thinking about this a little bit. Your opponent is very tough. He is very strong and durable, but he is also prone to getting caught as well. You know, sometimes he does let his guard down a little bit and he doesn't judge range perfectly. I can almost see one of those sort of overhands catching him and a finish against the octagon. For some reason, that's how I see it, but I'll stick with that anyway. I think we can all agree you're probably going to win that. And then the main event, Tom Aspinall, Alexander Volkov. Again, I'm no different. I think Tom Aspinall is going to win this fight. Yes, Alexander Volkov is six foot eight. Yes, he is as imperious as Ivan Drago was back in the day. But Tom Aspinall is six foot six. He's 240 pounds and he is quick. This is the thing that people need to realize about Tom Aspinall. And this is why he will be in the title picture sooner rather than later. He is like the next generation of heavyweight following on from Cain Velasquez. He's big, but he moves really, really quickly. His footwork is criminally underrated. His boxing is some of the best in the division. His clinch work is really good. And his ground game, I mean, Hunter and Jack already talked on that. It's so, so good. It really is. 
The guy has got hands of stone, and Alexander Volkov, even though he is massive, he doesn't use the natural range he has. That's how he got knocked out by Derek Lewis, and it's how he got dominated by Cyril Gann as well. And I think Tom Aspinall is going to do the exact same thing. I see a second-round knockout for Tom Aspinall in this fight, and I see him moving within striking range of a heavyweight title shot after UFC London. I love it. I love it. And... I agree with you guys, Jack. You said by a finish, you're going to win. I'm going to go with that. I'm trusting the man himself. So I'll predict you by a finish, whatever you want, any round you want. I have you getting the win as well, of course. Um, for the main event, look, love it. I, I would. Li- I usually like to train change it up because we've been predicting the same thing. But Tom Aspinall is on my MMA fantasy team, so I am not going against him at all. I also love the dude from Liverpool. Uh, we talked about how good he is just in, in general, but he is such a well-rounded fighter with one of the, the uh, a very high fight IQ for fighting not as much as he has. He doesn't have that much fight experience compared to a lot of the other guys, but his fight IQ is phenomenal. He's taken fights that make sense for him. And this fight against Volkov is such a massive fight for him because if he wins, he is up there. And we're talking about him fighting top five guys, top 10 guys. Uh, in the heavyweight division. This is the fight for him. This is the moment. Um, I think if he does face adversity, the hometown crowd is going to persevere him through those tough moments. So I agree with all of you guys. I have Tom Aspinall winning. I'm going to say a TKO in round four will be my prediction for that. For sure. Yeah, well, I like that. Well, Jack, thank you so much for joining us today. As always, everyone, make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. You can listen to the podcast everywhere, literally everywhere, including iTunes and Spotify. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at MMA.Island and check out our website, MMAIsland.net. Jack, good luck Saturday, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, boys.